Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Katie. I'm from Washington. And today I have 369 days um, clean and sober from all mind and mood-altering substances, including marijuana. Um, MA is the program that I have joined. And um, through my story, hopefully you can see the, um, the reasons I'm here uh, and what a great difference it's made in my life. Um, so I'll just start from the beginning. Uh, my, uh, I was a child that grew up in an alcoholic home. I didn't know it at the time. I really just thought it was an angry household. Um, and how uh, that manifested in me was a lot of anxiety. Um, I wanted to make sure that I flew under the radar, that I was doing everything right all the time. I got good grades. Um, I didn't hang out with, um, with people that my parents didn't approve of, and um, I was a good student. Uh, my first addiction surfaced in the eighth grade as an eating disorder, um, and I've learned through many years in recovery rooms that's fairly common when you're uh, growing up in an alcoholic home. Um, the first time that I tried pot, I was a junior in high school. Um, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, and um, a couple of my friends invited me to smoke a joint with them after school, and I was um, pretty nervous. At that time, it was illegal, so it was a pretty uh, nerve-wracking thing, but part of me was excited to try it as well, so uh, I, I did, obviously, and um, I just remember nothing really big happened. There was a lot of giggling. Um, we, we ate some stuff, lots of stuff, and um, it, I remember it was a pretty cool experience, um, but it didn't take hold immediately, a lot in part because it was really difficult to get a hold of. Um, I, I didn't have friends who did it regularly. It was illegal. Um, so I had about another year and a half where if I, if I had an opportunity to smoke it at the high school party, something like that, oh, I would. And um, the more times I smoked it, I was like, God, this stuff, um, I loved it, um, much more so than drinking for me um, because uh, for me it alleviated anxiety and um, so uh, fast forward a bit more to going off to college. Um, a friend of mine gave me a going away gift of an eighth of pot. And I, that was an awesome gift, I thought, at the time. Um, I was really, really anxious about college. I, I didn't have any friends there. I just had a tough breakup with a boyfriend. And I was in a pretty down place emotionally. Um, so I, I didn't know my roommates. Um, everything about college felt really, really overwhelming to me. Um, and so um, that first eighth of pot lasted me pretty considerable amount of time. I'd say a couple months. I, I really rationed it out, but I very quickly was smoking daily and then multiple times a day until that ran out. And um, uh, I was at U of O, so it was pretty easy to find that second bag. And, and once I did, um, I was off and running. Once I, I realized that I could get it for myself, that it was fairly easy, um, I was smoking it all the time. Um, so a lot happened that first year of college, a lot of binge drinking, a lot of hangovers. That was my first blackout. Um, I, uh, but the one thing that remained constant was this pot had become daily and um, – I made a deal with myself as long as I made it to my classes. As soon as I got back to my dorm room, I could smoke. 
Um, and that is what I did. Um, after that first year of college, when I got home for the summer, the first thing I remember, the first thing that I was worried about was where I was going to get more. I didn't, I didn't know how to, how to do that in Portland. And, and um, I was still underage. Well, no, I was 18 by that time. But yeah, um, it was just, it was hard to get. And I remember it was, it was uh, worrisome to me at that time. Um, because I really viewed it as my medicine. It had become what I viewed as my anxiety relief. Um, so uh, that summer I started dating um, my next door neighbor at the time. And um, that became, he knew where to get it. And we took off and we were off and running. Um, that's pretty much all we did. It was, it was a great summer. It was a lot of fun, a lot of um, music and um, concerts and all sorts of stuff. Um, and it, it was a blast until it wasn't. And um, it wasn't when I went back to school in the fall and um, my boyfriend went to another school and I was back and I was alone again. And um, that's when I first really had my first experience of pot stopped working for me. Um, I started a really hard downward spiral pretty fast. And it was, it was, um, I had, I was living off campus at this time with roommates and um I started having panic attacks and anxiety attacks and I got really depressed and I actually had to move back home halfway through the fall term. I, I wasn't doing well. Um, and my parents were really worried about me. Um, I stopped smoking pot at that time, but at that time my, my mental health was at an all time low. And um, I ended up in a, in a treatment program at the hospital for a week. Um, I was diagnosed with major depression and given um, depression meds as um, as part of my treatment. Um, and I knew, I knew smoking pot wasn't good for me, but um, I really felt such a strong pull. I mean, the anxiety that I was experiencing and, and the medications um, worked for a bit, but they didn't, they didn't work like I felt pot did. And so it wasn't long after that depressive episode that I actually found myself back smoking again. I was with the same boyfriend at the time. Um, and uh, he was in the process of transferring out of his school down in California and up back up to Oregon. And once uh, we were together again, uh, smoking pot became the daily. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, that was my life for the rest of college. Um, I didn't do much else. I, I, made it through my classes. Um, I was able to hold down a job, but, um, you know, I had all these deals with myself and pot was like my reward, how I kept myself going like, okay, after work is over, you get to smoke after, you know, I, I used it as like incentives in my brain. And, and that's how I justified that it was actually a good thing for me. Um, after I, I graduated school, um, I moved back up to Portland to start working, and um, my fiance, uh, my boyfriend stayed back to finish up school, and I was back at home while living with my parents, saving some money, and that was, again, another time period where I took a break. Um, I was, you know, focused on work. I was, again, living at home, at, um, and I was able to take, you know, a break for close to six months. And um, I felt myself getting clearer. You know, I was working out, taking care of myself, um, doing things for myself. And, and um, I was in a pretty good spot. 
And at that time, um, my boyfriend finished school and then um, he proposed. And then we were on the we're getting married train. And um, at that point in time, I was about um, 22, 22 years old. Um, and uh, let's see here. The, the wedding plans were, were – were joyous, but they were also pretty tough because there was a lot of family dynamic in there. And um, it became apparent pretty soon, uh, pretty quickly that I wasn't getting along well with my mother-in-law. And um, so I definitely, uh, you know, hid behind my addiction in those um, instances. It just smoothed the edges. You know, I, I, um, I just didn't feel like the feelings were, were able for me to get through on my own and, and pot was there and I, and I used it and I kept using it. Um, after the wedding, uh, we got a dog, then a house, then another dog. And then baby number one was on the way. Um, and that's when my, uh, husband's drinking problem became really apparent. And, um, Shortly after I had our first child, um, my husband went into an inpatient treatment program, um, and uh, a lot of it was, you know, after after the baby was born, I was like, "All right, we have to, we have to, we don't get to be partying all the time anymore. Real life is happening now. There's no more drinking and smoking every day. Like we need to, we need to do this." Um, and I don't, I don't know necessarily that it was easier for me than my spouse, um, but I, you know, I had a baby to take care of. I was breastfeeding, and so I was able to take these long breaks from substances in that, in that situation. So I really fooled myself into thinking that I didn't have a problem, that I was able to quit um, when I needed to and wanted to. Um, so about a year later, um, about a year and a half later, baby number two was on the way, and the family issues were getting more than just stressful. They were they were getting crazy, and um, life was seeming crazy and nuts and unmanageable. Um, AA uh, had kind of fell to the wayside for for my husband, and and marijuana became the coping mechanism to take the edge off um, the the painful sting of life. Um, at this point, I had so many rules, you know, like um, if I were to smoke pot, it was only after the kids were asleep. There was no driving. If, if I breastfed that day, um, I had to dump the milk. Um, so I had all these rules in my, in my head as to how we would make this work um, so that it would, it would be functional. Um, and after, you know, some time, we had baby number three on the way. And... Um, Again, I stopped smoking while pregnant and breastfeeding. And after our son was born, um, my husband lost his job uh, for trying to buy uh, painkillers at work. And um, that, that was a huge bottom for our entire family. Um, we had three kids under the age of five. We had a huge mortgage payment and two car payments. And I seriously felt like we both were on the verge of a nervous breakdown, um, now we were at the risk of losing our house, all of our savings, everything, um, our marriage, everything was crumbling. Um, and uh, 
as we do, we uh, seriously considered a geographical move at this time. We thought, okay, we're just going to, we're going to pick up and we're going to move to central Oregon. That's going to, that's going to fix all this. Um, but we were so at a loss. Um, luckily, higher power, you know, had a little bit uh, of a hand in this whole thing. Uh, we didn't end up moving. Um, but at this point, um, we were at such a low as a collective, as a family, um, I, I found my way to Al-Anon, which is a 12-step program for codependency. Um, at, this pot, I was, at this point, I wasn't smoking pot regularly. I, you know, um, had taken a break again, and I um, really felt that we needed to get a hold of addiction on our family, but I was really placing that focus on my spouse. Um, we had to short sell our home, and we decided to move across um, state lines into Washington and start over. My husband got another job in the Washington area, and so we um, we did move, and um, it helped a bit with the family issues. Uh, we we had a little space from that, and at that point, um, we were working. We were both working different programs. My husband um, felt more comfortable in MA, so settled in MA, and I was in Al-Anon. Um, and we worked those programs pretty solid for um, close to four years. We we built up some really good friendships. Um, I smoked a couple of times here and there with, with a friend and a neighbor, um, but nothing of any regularity. My husband was sober from alcohol, and um, we were really cruising along and doing really well. Um, and then uh, came baby number four. <laughs> um, we were... Uh, not exactly planning for baby number four, um, but it was very joyous and um, we were excited and uh, things, we had support, we had, we had some good things going for us um, and we were recovering and um, we, uh, everything was okay until baby number four was born. And, um, and then I really started uh, going down the depression hole very badly. I, I had got postpartum depression and I had, um, I was really not doing well at all. And um, we felt really alienated at that point from family of origin. Um, and our friends were trying to help uh, as much as they can, but it was overwhelming. It was really overwhelming. And, um, and life felt really unmanageable for us both. Um, I started seeing a therapist and um, uh, was prescribed some meds, but they weren't working well or fast enough. And um, about we, we were really working hard in the mental health route and in recovery with friends in recovery. Um, about eight months postpartum, um, uh, our youngest was eight months eight months, still a baby. Um, and my husband and I were offered pot at a play date with one of our kids. Um, one of the parents just had it waiting there in the guest house and said, you know, it's, it's there if you guys want to. And, uh, the kids were all playing in the basement and things were going really well. And in that moment we were, I was very weak and vulnerable and, uh, I smoked it. Um, we both did. And uh, after that day, it's just amazing. Um, 
for having had, you know, about four years of taking a break. And after we smoked at that time, we were back to smoking daily, multiple times a day by the end of the week. Um, we, we got a bong and a vaporizer and a glass pipe, and the addiction was back in full swing. Um, this time, um, you know, I was smoking first thing in the morning uh, to get me going um, in the bathroom, blowing it out the bathroom window. Um, I, I would, again, make those rules of I won't smoke within one hour of needing to drive anyone anywhere. Um, I won't, you know, um, I won't smoke when I'm interacting with the kids, only, you know, only first thing in the morning before everyone's up and then at the end of the day. Um, but over time, that was even falling to the wayside. And it, once, um, once, we, once we got a vaporizer where it couldn't be smelled on me, um, I felt even more adventurous about how often I was smoking it. Um, and uh, it felt like it, it lifted me out of that darkness. And I was eating without guilt and laughing again and playing with my kids um, until I wasn't, until it, it was dark again. And this time it took almost, almost five full years to get back. Um, to where I am today. Um, I still, I was still going to my Al-Anon meetings um, and some recovery, um, but I had convinced myself that, that my issues were actually a result of being an adult child of an alcoholic and, and a codependent, that I had a grip on my marijuana use and that um, someone in program had told, told me to go to a, um, like a naturopathic doctor and get my medical license if that made me feel better about smoking and and so I did that, and I went and got my medical license, and it was legal, and um, we tried growing pot, and I just never could shake that feeling that it just still wasn't right. Like, I just couldn't shake that feeling in the back of my head that, that it wasn't right and that it wasn't what was best for me. Um, toward the end of this last relapse, I realized that I had more potential and that all my anxiety and depression was still there whether I was smoking or not. I was just masking it up and, um, and that I was missing out on my kids' lives and really cool stuff because I wasn't really tapping into my authentic self. Um, I was just coasting through in my own privately defined world. Um, my husband and I had a weekend morning ri- ritual toward the end of going out to get coffee in the morning and we would smoke on the vape pen and then do our grocery shopping. Um, and this was where, um, you know, the strains were getting pretty potent and we were, we were, you know, that totally stoned hipster couple at Fred Meyers taking over the natural food section, um, just taking our time with the kids back at home, you know, still sleeping cause <laughs> they're early teens, but, um, one trip while we were checking out, I asked, you know, I asked the uh, ATM to give me $60 cash back. And um, I walked away, and, and I didn't even realize that I left the cash there until I got home. And at that point, obviously, I couldn't do anything. But for me, that was, that was my big aha moment this time. I was like, really? Like, I just, I, I was so angry at myself. I the only way I can describe it. I was so mad. I'm like, I just, you know, just the culmination of all of it for me, just, of course, I'm, 
I'm doing everything that I can, and I'm trying to have that compassion for myself. But in that moment, that day was the one that made me get back into the rooms. Um, so uh, my daughter took acting classes in, in Northwest Portland, and I knew there was an MA meeting at the Alano Club because my husband used to go to them years ago. And so I dropped my daughter off at acting, and I headed to my first meeting down in Portland. I was um, the only woman in that meeting, um, and it was kind of nerve-wracking. But I think the hardest thing, and I don't know why, I don't know if other people struggle with this, but it was really hard for me to say that I was a marijuana addict. Um, and it, it took a few weeks, but um, I got really used to saying it because that, act, that, that absolutely is, what I am. Um, marijuana is the one thing that's constant in this story for me that I constantly fell back on and writing it out, you know, before I spoke tonight, I was like, it was always weed for me. And it was the one thing that when life got really hard and really unbearable, it was always in the back of my mind that that was going to take it away from me. Um, so once we got, once I got to the meetings, I was going, um, just by myself for, for months, um, starting this last September. And um, I just went week after week. And after a few weeks, I started picking up another meeting, going to Friday nights instead of just um, Tuesday nights. And then I um, started calling people and connecting. And as soon as I felt a meaningful connection with um, another member's share, I asked um, that person to be my sponsor and started working the steps. I would say that uh, one of my biggest challenges is to work both my Al-Anon and my MA programs. Um, as you can hear in my story, I mean, it is, you know, addiction is a, is a big theme in my whole family and in my whole story. Um, it took me almost 23 years to admit to my own addiction. Um, I really struggle to recognize my own shortcomings um, instead of focusing on others and where they're at. Um, I really have to separate myself from my from my spouse and his process, and I have to look at my own and what I need to do for me. Um, and for me and and my sanity and my mind, body, spirit, I can't smoke weed every day. It's just not good for me. Um, this last year, um, I really put the focus back on myself, and um, I heard the the promises of MA and and I wanted them in my life. MA um, was not my medicine, I'm sorry, not MA, marijuana was not my medicine anymore um, because it just simply wasn't working. Um, after a year of complete sobriety from all substances, um, I'm seeing new things in myself. Um, I'm not as isolated from my friends and family. I have a lot of people in my life that weren't there while I was actively using. Um, I enjoy my meetings and really look forward to them. I've made a, you know, day, I love the phone meetings and, and the, I'm, I'm on there every morning at seven, sometimes seven and nine, and I really look forward to them. They, they start my day off right and I really enjoy hearing people share and I can relate to what they're saying. Um, my relationship to my husband and my kids is deepening and getting so much better because I can talk authentically about my feelings and, and really connect 
with people and it's okay to be having a bad day and to be upset and crying. I don't have to mask that up with pot. I don't have to apologize with, for it. I'm not required to be happy all the time. I'm just not. Um, my connection to my higher power is getting stronger. Um, I'm, I'm getting better at meditating and lighting candles. And, you know, we bought a house this year. Our car broke down. We've, we've had some real curveballs thrown our way and um I didn't have to smoke over it I could call people I could work a step around it I could pray about it there were so many things I could do and it really helps my self-esteem to know that I can get through life and all of the hard things that happen and they happen they happen a lot but I can get through them and I don't have to smoke um I can say today that I'm a really grateful recovering member of Marijuana Anonymous um I am an addict. I struggle with it every day. And I'm, again, just super grateful to have a program like this to help me get through it. So I really appreciate everyone listening today. I hope you heard something that keeps you coming back. And um, I'm, again, just really grateful. Thank you very much.